0: MX network
1: production
2: what's up guys it's Alex Gray and you're listening to the Pulp MX wrap up show that's all we need is more fake news Pulp MX bullshit it's quality not quantity alright man
3: What's up? This is Darkseid for the Moto X-Pod Show. Welcome to the Pulp Mix Wrap-Up Show, the number one Moto Wrap-Up Show in the industry. And I'm here to discuss this week's Pulp Mix Show with a couple guests. But first, let me tell you about our awesome sponsors. Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, even off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lampson to Jeremy McGrath in the 90s, Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky Pro Circuit Kawasaki and JGR Suzuki, as well as many others. If it's style and performance you want, you've come to the right place. Check out GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. And listen, you know all about Michelin Motorcycle Tires from the Pulp MX Show. And now I'm excited to announce the Michelin Bicycle Tires is a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. In 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire, and to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin bicycle tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zink and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill, then visit bike.michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products and follow them on Instagram at MichelinBicycle. And, of course, those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motosport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. And I want to welcome on our new sponsor, Seal Savers. Since 1999, Seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection of the off-road industry. Seal Savers is the original fork seal protection, starting with the original Seal Savers to prevent dirt, dust, and mud from getting into your fork seals. Seal Savers has since revolutionized fork seal protection with their Zip-On Seal Savers, making installation a breeze. So check out their full line of moto products as well as intuitive products for your side-by-side. Seal Savers is the original and the ultimate when it comes to protection. Enter the code PULP25 for 25% off at Sealsavers.com. Hey, and don't forget to visit PulpMexShow.com for sponsor links and discount codes as well as the Amazon widget. If you want to be on the PulpMex Wrap-Up Show with me to talk about the PulpMex Show, or you want to contribute a question or topic for the Hello Pookie segment, send it to DarkSide at PulpMex.com. Okay, let's get to our guests. He seemed like he was up for it, though.
4: Yeah, no, he, well, he, at one point he started dropping the F-bombs. A-Ray oh. hey, used to bag on him for Supercross skills all the time. Yeah. Look, look who's laughing now. Right. Just sounds crappy. Loud. What? Ah! Yeah, huh? Right. Hey, man, what's up? How's it going? What? Hey,
5: you know what? At Infidel for Bork, you can't go wrong. <laughs> Check out the full lineup of seasonings, jerky, sauces. Uh, how do you? Uh,
4: what kind of question is that? We don't know this Moser guy. He's that was yeah. horrible.
5: Yeah. All right, now we sucked him off enough. Okay. Okay. Yep. Let's. Uh, <laughs> Heather makes noises. I tell her you gotta shut the fuck up because it makes me nut quicker.
6: With Ray I do have to be a little bit. All right, Ray, keep her straight.
5: Don't, <laughs> don't get a lesser right. But, uh, <laughs> it's 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 like. Raw-dogging or having a condom on. That's what it's like.
4: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay.
5: But you were looking
1: juicy a lot of times. Did I ever
0: screw you sure. at the beginning of the season? I texted my dad and said, "Wow, I fucked up. Yeah.
5: <laughs> I know my truth. Right. You want to know a five? That motherfucker right there is a
4: five. Yeah, he is. And he fucked me in Fulton X Fantasy for... And then he fucked himself out of 44 grams. Yeah, two or three races. He just screwed me badly. And then he came around. Courtney Marks. Mm. Mm. Juicy. I should have been more like Frankie.
5: A-Ray is pretty juicy all the time. I don't like sucking your dick, Steve. Hold on. I'm not done. I'll let you talk in a minute.
4: Now you're a liar and a a spy. What does a dick feel like inside of you?
5: No. Aiden's being a dick.
4: (laughs) No. Hey, we just won the Kentucky Derby. (laughs) Right? Like, you
3: you don't do that. Welcome back to the Pulp and X wrap-up show. I'm Darkseid from the Moto X Pod show. This week I'm brought to you by Guts Racing. On the line. Brought to you by Michelin Bicycle Tires from SGB Kawasaki and Swap Moto Live, Alex Ray. What up, A-Ray?
1: Uh, not too much. Uh, just trying to, I mean, just trying to be the best Alex I can be, you know. Uh, just come off the Supercross season and then had a little bit of fun in Vegas. And then uh, just got back and we're starting back training. Um And everything. I'm trying to get my merch out by Friday. Yeah. So, AlexRay.co, trying to get that all squared away with that sketchy merch for the first drop. So, yeah, trying to do that. It's just been a a little hectic this week, but, you know, other than that, we're doing good.
3: Right on. Yeah. You sent me some pictures of some possible designs or some designs for some hoodies. Uh, I like them, man. They look good.
1: Yeah. I just threw some of those together. Like, I mean, just today, I mean, I've just been messing around. I have tons of those. So, I've just been messing around with stuff um just like on my phone just playing around with it so uh yeah yeah it's something fun to do um you know and maybe hopefully you guys will like it and i'll be able to make some money off of everyone who you know wants to freaking buy some merch hell yeah
3: <laughs> i'll buy some man i bought a k Kade shirt i'll buy a ray shirt but hey also on the line from uh hey he's a he's a uh, star racing yamaha uh, factory mechanic for Christian Craig, brought to you by Seal Savers, the one and only Derek Jericho Rankin. What up, Jericho? Yo. What's up? Are you as busy as A Ray? You getting some merch out for yourself? Some Jericho merch? Uh,
7: no, nobody would buy it, but
3: uh, <laughs> I'm definitely busier than A Ray for sure. Yeah, you got the. Uh, you uh, you got the. You got the move up, huh? Yeah, dude. Four fifty. Oh, that's, uh, that's what I, do. I like it. I like it. We're excited for you. Uh, for anybody listening, if the sound quality is a little bit off, I apologize. Having issues with uh, the Bluetooth on the iPod for the FaceTime, so we're going three-way call. But hey, this week it's episode 464. Chris Kiefer and Justin... God, what was that guy's name? Uh, a Ray, Justin
1: uh starling justin starling yep that, yeah, yeah. yeah i think that's it yeah justin
3: starling in studio Ray, anyway, what'd you think man uh chris chris is always good i really like justin as a co-host but what, what were your thoughts as the two with the two guys together
1: yeah i do as well i think justin starling he has a, a lot of good views on things um he's obviously very knowledgeable i've raced with the dude ever since i was like seven years old um him beating me a lot of our amateur career so, uh, so yeah, you know, I mean, he's obviously, um, super knowledgeable. And then you got Chris Keeper who's arguably the best tester in our sport and, uh, you know, who has great personality, great points, easy to talk to and awesome on the mic. So yeah. yeah, it was, it was a great show.
3: Yeah. I think he, uh, he ranks at the top of the list as co-hosts go for a lot of people. Jericho, where do you put, where do you put Chris and how about Justin Starling?
7: Uh I mean I thought it was good. Uh Chris is probably my favorite co host for sure. Starling, I enjoyed him. He seems to know what he's talking about. Uh he's in it every week with everybody and
3: yeah. He's got pretty good viewpoints on stuff. Uh, all right. Get uh guests include Colt Nichols, Cooper Webb, Marvin Muskan, Nick Schmidt, and Cade Clayson calls in and we're gonna talk about why he called in. Uh, but overall the episode, Jericho, just um, you know, a couple guys coming off championships. Marvin Muscian, who really finished off the season pretty strong for himself. What do you think of the episode overall? A lot of there was some silly season talk. There was a shit ton of ball busting on my part, which I'm definitely going to have some things to say about. But as the episode goes, what would you think?
7: Yeah, no, it was a solid episode. I mean, had a lot of good information in it.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: Uh, kind of wrapped up the season with everybody with Colt and Cooper. Uh, I don't know if J. Coop didn't want to be on or something, maybe, but you know. Probably would have fit in pretty good if he was on there, but uh that no, was solid uh would have been better if Christian was a uh guest rather than Colt, but I guess there's always next year so.
3: yeah, yeah, because we could have got a head shaving and um yeah christian that would have been good for you, but yeah I don't know if justin cooper if they reached out to him, I'm sure Steve did, but it'd be we should have asked that question um how about you aray you uh
1: well i will I will say this if uh Christian Craig was on the show. This last week, you know, I would be uh, I'd be getting a tattoo of a wrench because I made a bet with Derek. If he won the championship, I would get a wrench tattoo. Oh, so, man, that would have been awesome. that,
3: that's how much that much faith. That's how much faith I didn't have in in Derek <laughs> as a mechanic. <laughs> it was it was Derek, not not Christian, though. Correct. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. All right, and all uh, right. but yeah, other than that, I thought it was a, like a great overall
1: show. Uh, my personal best was uh, Cooper. Um you know, I think Colt was a close second, but uh I was a little bummed. I don't know if I missed it or not. I was sort of curious about the whole neck brace thing with Marvin, and I was wondering, did they ask that?
3: Yeah, he touched on it towards the end of the oh the he interview. did okay yeah then, yeah.
1: yeah then i I missed that part then i, w- I w- that's one thing that I really wanted to know about yeah, um, that a lot of people be curious didn't about
3: put so. that in my notes as a topic, but as, as something to bring up, but as I recall, Marvin said, um you know if the helmet. Obviously, it's a little bigger and just a different size. Yeah, because they did
7: – Aero
1: did come out with a new helmet, so I was yeah. sort of curious about that, if that had any effect with it. so.
3: Yeah, he said it's a little bit bigger and a little it rides a little bit lower. So, you know, if – Steve asked him, you know, if they redesigned the neck brace, will he wear it, and he kind of beat around the bush. He didn't say yes or no. He just kind of was like, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I got the vibe that I think he's over it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. I, I I would assume so.
3: Well, overall, I, I enjoyed the episode, but let's get this thing started right off the bat with the Yamaha LCQ Challenge. Guys, this is something that Steve's been doing now, I believe, three years. Uh, we all know how much he gives back to the privateers, how much, you know, whether the privateer island pods he's done, you know, helping riders out with money, sponsoring them, whatever. he You know, he does all kinds of stuff, but it just grows every year. And man, Nick Schmidt wins 44,000 plus A-Ray. Yeah, dude,
1: that's a, that's a shit ton of money to be honest. I mean, that's, that's badass. I mean, honestly, you know, I don't personally talk to Nick Schmidt very much, uh, you know, just from like, I don't know, past reasons or whatever. I don't know. Okay. But, (laughs) um, but but like, I mean, he's obviously, he's obviously been in a way better mood because he's, he's been like actually kind of vocal about, you know, I don't know, just around everything. It seems like he's been in a really good mood these past few weeks, like with racing and stuff. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, he, he freaking did it, man. I mean, he was, he was like the most consistent in the LCQ around that top five, uh, spot, you know, and he did, did say that he might've taken some dives the past few races. So, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, Hey, I mean, Hey, I mean, if I was in his position, you know, I would be doing the same thing as well. $44,000 is a lot
3: of money, you
1: yeah. know? So well, you, freaking you, you
3: brought up the dive and, uh, his, his reaction to what? Let's listen to what they had to say about it.
4: Look, we know you took a couple of dives, Schmidt. There was no <laughs> doubt about that. There was no doubt about that. But that's all right. That's fine. But sure, I didn't know about it not until um probably like a couple months, like a month ago or
8: so. My uh my my good buddy Mickey, he's like, dude, you're leading it. And I'm like, leading what? I messaged him back, and he's like, he sent me a link, and I was like, oh man, this is sweet. I wanted to get in the main right, so right. Bad, but, I, but I but I couldn't. So then. Um it was even funny actually. Um so it's kind of hard not to make it in the main. So, but your goal is to make it in the main. So yes. Steve math has made a hard made a heart on me. Yeah. And then halfway through my mechanic um like I, was, I think I got like fifth at Atlanta and my mechanic cuz he keeps it fun and that's that's why we do this, you know? Like Right. You got to keep it fun and my mechanic put um put fifth place and then, bomb below, like the line you put on the pit board, you put pulp money. And I literally, in my helmet, I started laughing. And I'm like,
4: oh man. <laughs> Nick Schmidt wins Uh-oh. the Yamaha LCQ challenge. Uh, and your total, Nick. 44,180 What? That's, wow. right. That's what we're doing.
3: No way. 44 grand. Oh Holy doubled shit. the last one. No, we didn't. Oh no, sorry. It, it. Was, was 30 something. It's, it was like 30 K'd something K was wow. 30 or 31. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so, uh, 44 Holy grand. Cow. So
3: next
0: time I'm Whoa. for sure not making any mains. <laughs> And fifth place sounds great. Uh, total, Dude, total, I made four grand last week, and I didn't make nothing.
4: Total raise was seventy three thousand six hundred and
3: forty dollars. Props to everybody for doing yeah. that is awesome. Yep. Damn it, Jericho! I mean, maybe next year we get all the way to a hundred thousand total. I mean, seventy something thousand dollars. But Steve is like really changing the way these guys are racing, right? I mean, he's trying to not make the main. Yo, J- Justin Starling says I fucked up. He texts his dad. And said I fucked up. Uh, Steve throwing a wrench in, like he said, he wants to create some chaos.
7: Yeah, no, what he's doing is sick. If if he had that, whenever I worked with A Ray, I mean, we probably wouldn't have got the forty four, but we could have got you know like the the fourteen, maybe the
3: fifteen. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see what A Ray will do to Cade or vice versa, just to make it in. But to know that you might win forty four grand at the end of the year. That's I mean, I don't know, it's just rad I have a lot of things to say about Steve here in a little bit, but (laughs) that what what he does for you guys, A Ray and the privateers, is just second to none, man. I mean, it really it's awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna blow Steve too much, but I mean, (laughs) if it wasn't for him (laughs) if it wasn't for him, I would obviously not have a name like I, I do and you know, like Sure. I don't know. Every, everything that he does for us privateers, it's out of his heart. And, you know, he loves the sport. He's, you know, he likes, he likes the guys who grind it out. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I think it's super cool what he does. And, you know, and props to Nick Schmidt for freaking winning this thing. I mean, hell, 44 grand, that's a lot of money. Hopefully he invests in himself like Kay did and yeah. comes out swinging again
3: next year. Yeah, that's more than I make all year. So, uh, yeah. And if you guys notice, <laughs> if you notice, we fixed the audio, figured that thing out. So uh, that was a little bit of a headache. But hey, Supercross is wrapped up. Cooper Webb is a two time Supercross champ. And dude, he took time to come on the Pulp MX show. So that's uh, pretty impressive. The guys discussed his racecraft. Um, Justin Charlotte said he's never seen anything like it. And Chris talked about A hey, Ray, like, he, Cooper invites. A race like he's not trying to shy away and get away from a race he he wants the he wants the competitions you know he wants the aggression he wants the guys battling that that seems to be what drives him just very very impressive and I think there's so much more to come out of Cooper
1: yeah I mean I, I agree with with everything they said on the show and you know like Chris he was saying that um or the, or I forgot who was saying it but they're like he could have just mailed it in that last race he didn't have to win yeah but it's just some. It's like a switch in Cooper's head that he has to race like to his full potential every single time he hits the track, you know. And that's something that you that can't be taught. You got to be born with that. That's like that's deep. That's in the nuts, you know. Like that's <laughs> yeah. fucking that's in there. So uh, yeah, I mean, props to him. And you know, I you know everything that he explained it was co- sort of cool. And and sort of how Keeper asked, uh, you know, if he was more like his mom or his dad. Um, you know I guess sort of relating to that point um, I just I feel like that's just something with his upbringing yeah you know
3: the- yeah you brought up Steve asking about that and we're gonna, we're gonna play some audio about that in just a second but before we do Jericho your buddy your good buddy from uh, you know that you worked with for years Austin Kent is Cooper's practice mechanic and uh, I'm, I'm sure you're happy for him man. that's pretty cool for Austin yeah you know uh,
7: that's pretty uh, says a lot about the whole program I mean Coop changed up quite a bit this year to get that done and he was able to do it that dude just he doesn't he doesn't give a shit he'll tell you exactly what he thinks and if it doesn't benefit him on saturday he's not gonna have that person around him so that also says a lot about austin there too so definitely it's uh it's pretty pretty sick to see the success you know play off for him.
3: right now uh, hey, right, as you said steve asked uh cooper if the race instincts just took over and here's what cooper talked about
6: that that one where I I got six and whatnot, that was the first time all season I had kind of ridden defensive and ridden. All right, you know I got the lead. Let's mm-hmm. just chill and and do what we need to do. And I think I I saw firsthand like that's where I I luckily learned the lesson of like all right you know that that doesn't work. Hey, you you can't think that way in our class. It's it's too strong to be safe or. Um, you know, ride around good enough to to just get enough points. Right. Watching your racecraft
0: is probably the best racecraft I've ever seen. Atlanta three, man. Like you look like you were okay. Like I'm second place, still good points, riding it in. Kenny makes that mistake, and then you see him, and it was like. I that's probably the best race I've ever seen out of anyone.
4: Starling's it's been going on all show about about you, Evan. It's you're, just <laughs> it's unbelievable
0: though. Like you know, you never do anything crazy like you know wheel tap this or right. out of control. He's so consistent everywhere. Watching him just drop the hammer as soon as he saw Kenny. Yeah, it's It was just unbelievable. You know, he goes from like not getting the whoops too
5: well to just slaying the whoops. All right, now we sucked him off enough. Okay. Okay. Yep. Let's. Uh... <laughs>
7: My
4: dad is a huge Rockin' fan. Oh. Uh, we've been arguing for
5: weeks.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
7: the back blood there, but me and him have been going at it. So you stealing the deal here, you know, it, it was a, it was a deal break for me. Not gonna say, you know, we played best and whatnot, but
4: right.
2: I want well the winner in the end, Cooper Webb. You are the man, dude. Like I don't know a better way to put it.
3: So Jericho, I really like what Cooper said about. We keep hearing this all year. This, the. The uh, field is stacked, and a lot of the riders have talked about that. You know, the current riders are like, look, man, like Cooper just said, the field is too good to ride defensively. And, and we we hear the talk every year on the final round, if a guy's got a little bit of a cushion, oh, he could just lay back and ride it in, and Cooper's just not that kind of guy, man. He flat-out said it.
7: Yeah, no, he's 100% right. You can't just, hell, look at how many races, you know, like 10th, 11th, so you're – you got Dylan Ferrandes and you know, like AP's running back there, and Dino, like, and then you know, flip it the next weekend. Dylan's on the podium, AP's winning heat races. Like, you just it's all about a start in that class, but once you have the start in that class, you have to just 100% go for it because everybody else is just clipping at your heels the entire 20 minutes. So, yeah, there's definitely no rest.
3: No, yeah, uh, and A Ray, Justin brought the point of how. Cooper can just turn it on, you know, at the last minute. Or he, I, he reminds me of, like, Blake Baggett in the 250 class when he got the a Chupacabra nickname, you know, because he had just halfway, we knew he was coming. And Cooper laid back a couple times, or was back a couple times this season, not laid back, but was just behind, and it was like, all right, I guess he's just going to get a fourth or fifth place finish. And then all of a sudden, he figures out what I need to do to be a champion, and we kept calling him the shark in the water, right? He would still blood, and there he came. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, man, I mean, he's just he's just so good. I mean, yeah. they've said on the Pulp Show numerous times that uh, that he's one of the best closers of, you know, the races. It seems like those last three laps, he just finds something. And either that or, or him and Carlos, or Carlos is communicating and relaying the message on the pit board of, you know, what time, you know, to go. And he's sort of, like, holding back, and then he can just turn that last switch on, or like the afterburners or something, yeah. you know, that last little leg of the race. Whenever everyone else is sort of getting tired, he's just got that extra freaking, you know, sperm and his nuts. It seems like
3: <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Steve also brought up the pass, the quote-unquote pass in Daytona, and Cooper gave us his thoughts. Coop, so Daytona happens, right?
4: You take Kenny wide in a move that uh, you know nothing wrong with it. Racing move, go and block his line. He has those words for you on the after the race, and and I I, I I'll be honest, I fully expected can you send a message the next weekend or the weekend after or god knows any of the other times he could have were you expecting some sort of like uh retaliation from the 94 at some point
6: you never know I, obviously like you said it was something where in my mind at the time it, it wasn't that big of a deal right. you know it was right. i saw an opening and went for it if i would have been in his situation i would have expected the same thing and so yeah, when when we kind of got back, I, I didn't really even think about it. And we get back to the podium, and you know, he he was having words with me. Other and, people were having some words. Yeah, his wife was <laughs> in my face and yelling at me, and so Jesus. I'm like, "Was it really that bad?" In the heck! In my mind, I just kind of knew right then and there, like, okay, you know, I'm in a good spot if if we're this early in the season and it's still. You know, we're getting get that emotional about about a pass like that. Then I I felt really good about it and just kind of like, hey, you
3: right. know,
6: it's it's game time now. It's it's time to to pounce and um I felt like that's what I was able to do at Dallas with kind of yeah making I guess my statement mm-hmm. there.
3: <laughs> Jericho, I felt like he was being you know Cooper was being a little bit. Uh, little bit PC. Cause I, he wanted to say, yeah, I knew I fucking had him, but he's kind of like, I kind of felt, you know, he was kind of easy about it, but I love that. Cause we've been talking about it all year. We've been talking about the mental side and whether Cooper had you know, is in Kenny's head. And at least in Cooper's mind, he was, he, he had that mental strength to know I got this. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I-
7: I freaking I live for that shit, man. If, yeah. if you got some, if you feel like you got somebody on the ropes, like like he he, like let's just call it what it is. He had Kenny on the ropes for the last half. Hang on the ropes, running. dude. Just beat this <laughs> shit out of him, man. Just fucking beat him.
3: Yeah, not, <laughs> so. not like wrestling style, because if you have him in the ropes and wrestling, you can you got to break the hold. So yeah, they get to the ropes and get no away from it. Ass, bro. <laughs> Do what? No disqualification. There you go. No DQ match. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Cooper, A-Ray hey Cooper's just a beast, man. And, like, it reminds me, I know he's not there yet. I'm not saying this. But, like, McGrath, they used to say when McGrath went to the line, everybody knew they were racing for second place. That's not where Cooper's at yet. But in his mind, mentally, he has everybody, I think. You know, or he he can overcome. And it, I, I just, hearing what he had to say was great.
1: Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, um, you know, hearing what he had to say, it just it just made me feel like he has more of a mental edge on every single person that's, that he lines up against. Yeah. And that's just, that, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, he freaking, I mean, he, it's like he
3: punked them, all of them. Exactly. Them and boring. I I loved hearing him say that he's excited for the outdoors. Because I was on board with a lot, of, I think a lot of other people that he's probably doesn't really care. Like it's you know, the cross hangover, all that crap. And he's like, nope. Now I got to show that I can do this too, man. I just, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with for a long time. And it's going to be exciting to watch. Hey guys, Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company. Offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, and off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point in their career. From Steve Lampson and McGrath in the 90s to Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s. And today with Rockstar Husky, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, and many more. If it's style performance you want, you've come to the right place. Check out GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. So Jericho, one of your teammates and one of your rivals this year, Colt, we talked about it, Colt Nichols, 250 East Coast champ. Man, I thought it was a fun interview. Um, Colt's a cool dude. One of the guys on YouTube in the chat room said he's a class act, and I think that's a really good way to describe him. Uh, what do you think? I mean, I know you've worked with Justin, or Colt, you've seen him all year, but... I mean, look, congratulations to the guy. It was awesome to see what he did. Came on the show. A lot of fun.
7: Yeah. If I was going to get beat by anybody, I wanted to be Colt. He's one of my good friends and I'm, I'm pumped for him, you know, uh, maybe, uh, maybe next year he doesn't get it, but we'll see. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> it's gotta be tough. Right? No, he, he,
7: he, he's, yeah, but he's always a good interview. Yeah. Him, I mean, him and Bogle both, man, that's what they live for. They, they love that stuff. They, they're like good guys. So, like, if they could do like mainstream interviews, they would be good ambassadors for the sport. So, yeah, anytime yeah. he's very well spoken. So, anytime that he has a microphone in front of him, it's it's kind of a must listen.
3: Absolutely. I just want to say I'm glad he brought the earring back. Uh, I talked to him a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "Dude, you got to bring it back." Now, I know I, I'm not saying he brought it back because of me, but I was stoked when I saw it <laughs> hanging from his ear. Uh, I, I dig it. It reminds me of some '80s shit, you know, some some old uh, punk rock. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but, uh, you know, Justin uh, Justin Starling brought up and said, hey, man, you kind of you kind of looked mad when you first came off the track, right, with the second, and he asked him about that, and Colt talked about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you looked a little pissed, and it was like, I think it took you a second to be like, oh, I just won the championship. It's fine. Who who cares about the moto? But you definitely looked like you wanted to win.
8: Yeah, I actually, you're right. I mean, I was so just focused on the race, like, before right. before the gate job even all I wanted to do was get a good start. That's all I could really focus about, and then, I was in the lead, and I was like, okay, let's just, you know, try to go and put in some laps, and um, I didn't really know, like, I thought maybe somebody was just catching me at, like, a really fast pace or something, I I didn't really know what was going on, because, you know, Maniac pulled out the board, and, you know, he said, let him by, and I'm like, all right, like, I didn't really know what he meant, but I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll let him by, and... You know, see what happens, and Jet passed me, and to be honest with you, I was so confused, because I thought Jet had went down at the beginning of the race, I thought I had laughed at him at some point, I thought he was just behind me, like giving me heat, uh, and I had, I had no idea, oh, and shit. then he said, okay. let him by, so yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, let him by, and I'm thinking, like, I, don't, I thought I was still in the lead, to be honest with you, I had no idea what was going on, I was so focused on the race that I, like, wow. I don't know, I just didn't quite put it together, yeah. so um, he said, let him by, and he said, stick with him. And I'm like, all right, you know, you're like, But he's a (laughs) lopper. He's a lopper. Yeah, I am like, All right, whatever. And I didn't hear anybody behind me, I knew I had a decent gap and then all of a sudden he's like he's like, Go win the race and I was like, Oh shit, and that was two laps to go. And so I'm like, All right, so I'm trying to put the press on to get him again. I'm
1: like, Oh no So just a little bit
8: of lack of communication, I think a little bit and me just not paying attention at all to what was going on. I was just very focused on the task, but I yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to end it, you know, with kind of putting a stamp on it and be like, you know, I feel like I'm the best guy and mm-hmm. I want to win this race and, and kind of prove it. So I was a little bummed, and then, you know, I came off the track and I pulled a tear off, and I was like, oh, wait, yeah, I got second, but I just won the title. I like, could give a shit. So yeah, yeah. I had to uh, immediately yeah. celebrate then, but, yeah, no, that, that was kind of what was happening there.
3: Hey, Ray, what do you think about the uh, pit board miscommunication? Uh, I talked to Matt about well, it last I would, night. I would, but- Go
1: ahead. Yeah, I would like to get Derek's point of view on this because obviously him and Derek are pretty close. Yeah, um, they, have, you know, race for the same team. You know, that's crazy, man. Well, the thing about it is the way those turns were those two nineties. It had that that edge right there. That where curb, we basically, like a curb. Of. Yeah, that curb. Yeah. So the um the pit boards were really far away from us, so it was kind of hard to see. So maybe he like. Maybe I was wondering if he's seen something, you know, that maybe wasn't on the board or or something of that sort. But uh, that's that's crazy, man! Holy shit! I'd be I'd be kind of pissed too. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, I mean, you can't be mad. You you cross the finish line and you're a champion. You know, I mean, yeah. it sucks. Yeah, that you know he he lost the race and like he said. But uh, at the same time, you know, it's you know he lost the battle, but he won the war.
3: Right. Well, Jericho, let's get your opinion. But I I want to say that I love the fact that just like Cooper Webb these guys don't, like, they're still racing, man. They still want the first place. Like, they're, they're not backing it down. I mean, they're just, this is an individual race that matters to them. I, I, I love that killer instinct, man.
7: Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it pays the win, so you want to win every chance you get and I knowing Cole, I know how badly he wanted to be known this year in the 250 class as the guy. So, it makes sense that you know, he wanted to make sure he beat everybody both coasts just to kind of make sure everybody knew because there, you know, there was rumblings back and forth about which coast was better. Yeah. Yeah. Our coast, everybody was injured and their coast had better privateers and all this junk. But you know, that shootout kind of says it all as far as coast go. But the whole, the pit board fiasco, uh, you know, it, maybe it wasn't discussed before the race. I'm not sure because, I was, you know, doing other stuff with other riders on the team. Uh, but, you know, in that situation, the number one goal is the title. Yeah. And mathematically, he could have still lost it. So, you, if you have Jet putting pressure on you, we've all seen how uh, crazy the guy can get sometimes. So, uh, if he's on you and, you know, in that situation you just want to make sure you win the title just hey just let him go do his thing and then i think what the idea of it was was to let him go but you know just stay right on his very will and pressure him because you know we've seen also once you pressure the guy he tends to make a mistake so maybe he'd take himself out of the race yep so yep. i think i think that's kind of what the deal was with it uh i'm not sure if it was actually discussed as a possible scenario beforehand maybe that's why whenever it popped up on the pit board it kind of surprised him off a bit yeah Uh, i know moseman went down in the first turn and it's a red bike too so he you know probably saw moseman flying through there and then thought it was jet so that you know all the things take place pretty quick whenever it's happening but you gotta get the message out there whenever you can so uh you know but it all worked out in the end yeah stayed on the podium. Jam. Good night, for him. I'll, Yeah, Matt. I'll,
1: Matt. Add, I'll add to that. Go ahead. I'll, I want to add. I wanted to add that you know sometimes, whenever you're in the moment and you're racing like that and you have something big, and if you do, just try to mail it in. That sometimes you could make more mistakes, just mailing it in and not riding to your full potential. Because when you're when you're riding your full potential, you're so focused in on what you're doing and trying to hit your mark that when you're mailing it in, you have everything else going through your mind that you lose can you lose focus so maybe yeah, that's seen sort that. of what we've seen yeah, that before yeah, exactly
3: which i mean they did they with, with asked, yeah exactly and they, they asked uh they asked colt you know about uh you know racing or you know, just being laying back or not they talked to him about it a little bit and neither one of those guys wanted to just chill like they they had and i think that's the best for him because they're in that zone they get in their comfort zone Instead of like, oh, I don't want to make a mistake, and then you do make a mistake. But uh, I was going to go back to the point when I talked to Matt last night, uh, Jericho. That's basically what he said: is we didn't want to take a chance with Cooper pressure, or not Cooper, uh, with Jet pressuring him and doing something dumb and taking us down. So I was like, yeah, just let him go, hoping he would make a mistake. I mean, you basically quoted what Matt told me. So yeah, obviously you guys were on the same page, and just uh, Colt either forgot or didn't realize what what was going on. But like you said, it worked out. Um, Ray, anyway, I gotta ask you something, man. Nationals coming up soon. Uh, you've been practicing some outdoors. How's uh any any incidents this week?
7: Uh, oh, the splash.
3: Yeah, man, you end up in a pond or something.
1: Oh no, no, no. So listen, I mean, what I'm
3: hearing. <laughs>
1: so at Paula, they had like Fast Tuesdays, and usually before the Nationals, they just absolutely drenched the track. And freaking rip it asshole deep in mud. Okay. So there was a pond going across the freaking track, right? And I'm doing like I'm doing my warm up and I got this kid in front of me, he's freaking he's doing his warm up too. And he just splashes through this puddle, right? And I'm just I'm like kind of behind him, like a little bit to the left, and I just get the whole wave straight (laughs) to my face. Okay. And my whole body, my whole bike, everything is just drenched. Within ten minutes of being there, and I was pissed. I had to go back. I had to change goggles, helmet, gear, e- gloves, everything, because I was just drenched and wet. Like I didn't fall into any freaking pond or anything like that. It was just okay. me getting splashed by another rider. Yeah.
3: Well, that was the uh, that was the vibe I got. as you ended up in a literal pond just from the tweets and stuff that I've it- seen. <laughs>
1: It doesn't rain enough in California for that. Well,
3: that's what I figured. I thought maybe they had a pond for watering the tracks. A lot of the tracks around here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's ponds no, off yeah, the side. No, they, they just,
1: well, I mean, Derek, Derek knows how they, how they do like the Fast Tuesdays at Apollo Yeah. And it, it gets super gnarly. Okay. And, you know, I was one of the fir- we were one of the first few out there, and I was just trying to get around the guy, and he just went straight through the pond and just splashed the shit out of me
3: well damn it kind of I had a joke to you know because I'm, I'm transitioning into talking about chiz and I was gonna ask you do you think chiz has ever ended up in a pond but that just debunked the whole joke no. but hey look everybody <laughs> is in wonder with my boy Chiz Chiz is the man Steve says he's yeah, making he's mid, sure. mid six figures which he corrected that six figures the dudes just awesome let's uh let's listen to a little discussion about chiz Chris Kiefer asked Justin Starling about him where is he better than you? Where Everywhere. Is he I don't get it, but Chiz is pulling away from us. Huh? And I just, and the
0: dudes hurt. I qualify Dude. faster than him all the time, oh, but no, when that no, yeah, gate no. drops. Everyone
4: qualifies faster than him. When me. that
0: gate drops, it doesn't make sense. Dude, he's, I, he I just was, chizzes all over so you guys. I, was re- I wanted to see where he was better. Like, where he was he going to pass me? Because like, I don't understand it. He's so good. I was talking to Gary before the before the night show, and I'm like. Gary Bear. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's injured. You know, I'm like, yeah. hey, but he's still going to Chiz. It, it, you I don't understand it, but trust me, I'm trying. And I'm trying so hard. He doesn't look good. Oh, he eyes? does not look good. Doesn't you look way better on a bike than Chiz? <sighs> do you think I can be top fifteen? Which is about where Chiz is every weekend. Yeah. I'm like, I think I got it tonight,
4: and I just watched him pull away, and I'm
0: like, dude, what am you I? You know doing? what it is? Blue crew.
4: And then Chiz doesn't jump anything big, but Chiz will do the same line for 20 minutes. Yeah, I,
0: I like never even me, like the table to over-single yeah. the table, I tried it. Right. Like, I, but you're not going to see Chiz do that stuff. No. The dude's good.
3: All right, before we get into this, A-Ray, eh, I'm sitting here, you're on FaceTime video. You look miserable, dude. <laughs>
1: dude, yeah, just talking about Chiz, just fucking, it triggers me, to be honest, because like, Uh, Yeah, like Starling was saying, we we outqualify the dude every single weekend. Yeah, even in free practice, he if the whoops are big, he goes around them every single lap. Yeah, I know. But I think I think he has like some type of I don't know strategy, like where he just pieces the whole track together and does and goes in different places and and sort of I don't know analyzes the whole track and puts it all together in his his head and he just he he races the track in a way that's easy for him but at the same time it's efficient and he can do it and sustain that for 20 minutes and also sprint like i don't know like even in the heat races the dude can go fast like yeah. i don't get it it sucks and it looks like he's barely moving and he's just pulling away from it it's, it's the most frustrating fucking thing that i've ever had to deal with
3: I love I love that. That's awesome. Jericho, speaking he he just talked about Chiz going around the whoops. How about A Ray going around the fucking the, the mechanics in the pit area to, to stay out of the way as a lapper?
7: Oh, uh, dude, if I had a dollar for every time I saw A Ray pulling some mechanics area. Uh, I was losing my shit because he was oh, on my off, fantasy team. Off. Ask ask him about uh the main event in Phoenix, 2016, going around the loops.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, I got in trouble. I got in trouble because like me and Jeff Alessi just went around the whoops Are sketchy as shit. We yeah. In yeah. the main event, we just went around them every single fucking lap. I
4: remember.
3: We that. went around
1: every every single fucking lap, and AMA like, "Hey guys, you can't do that." Yeah,
3: I remember. Like, oh,
1: that. Yeah. I was like, I, well, I was so scared of fucking up the race because I was just so sketchy through him that I was like, yep, I'm just fucking hit the fire lane through him. <laughs> <I'm good laughs> I got in trouble, yeah. but I didn't yeah. care.
3: Well, at Salt Lake City, too, you're on my fantasy team, and I'm pretty sure you were on Steve's. We're sitting next to each other. I think you were on Steve's. Anyway, first lap, like, you went in the, the pit area, I think, for something.
1: Yeah, so, I yeah, so. Fucking coming unglued. I have, a, I have a pretty bad wrist. Uh, like it's, it's pretty mangled right now. And, uh, I over jumped that triple the first lap and I came down wrong and I have like, it's like a, I get like a, I call it a stinger. Oh, yeah. Like it, my wrist, it just gets super gnarly and pain and it just goes numb and I can't do anything with it. So like I had to like pull in mechanics area for a minute, like let it calm down, like shake it out and then I can go back and ride it. It, it sucks. It's, I don't know what it is, but I mean, obviously I know what, what's wrong with it, but it just takes a second and then gotcha. it'll like sort of go away. Cause it, it happened in Atlanta too. Whenever I crashed in the the heat race, and I just had to go back and get ready for the the LCQ, which I was fine for, but like it, it, it takes a minute.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I was fun. just, I was cussing you because you're on my team. And then the next time when I saw you, Steve said something, you pulled off, you were actually going through the pit area to not, to get out of the way of the lappers. And I, I thought you were stopping again. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me.
1: No, I cross-rutted in that that hook rut, and oh, it just shot me right into the mechanic area. That's, that's even what better. The fuck happened. Yeah, that's- I got all sketchy and just had to go into the mechanic there because that's where it <laughs> fucking pointed
3: me. That's so awesome. But no, I
1: didn't mean, I didn't uh, mean, I didn't mean to do that. Okay, just, that's what the fuck it just happened.
3: Oh, that's fantastic, sure. fantastic. All right, another topic of wonder this weekend and brought up on the show is Cade Clayson's wheels. So much so that Cade even had to call in. And I want to clarify something real quick uh, with myself. And Steve brought this up, busting my balls, because I saw the wheels. I was up at the t- at the P- Team PRMX truck getting a T-shirt, actually, that uh, Julian told me, come up here and get a shirt. So I went up there. They're delivering the wheels. And as soon as I saw them, I said, dude, Steve's going to give you shit on those. That's literally all it was. Dude. Steve oh, tried to make it a dude. bigger deal. And then when I saw the tweet, I just said to Cade, hey, told you this was coming. I don't feel like that's a big deal. But anyway, Cade's wheels, I, we'll get back to that in a second. Cade's wheels, A eh, Ray? Um, he wants to know, Cade wants to know why Steve is, you know, being such an ass, basically. Why you are you going to be talking shit? Well, mean, why, why you got to hate?
7: I mean, I don't know. I don't
1: understand why they just go full. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there was a reason behind it. I have no idea. Maybe he was getting some money hopefully he was getting some money because they were pretty hideous. <laughs> um, you know, and you know, Hey, it, it still didn't help his fitness at the end of that, t- uh, 20 minute main. So whatever. Jericho. I mean, uh, I mean the, the way I feel about Cade, the way I feel about Cade though, it's like as soon as someone, he can't take this shit talking like me, I've embraced it. I've embraced it right. at this point. You know what I mean? But, but Cade, he can't take the shit talking. Like he's always out for like blood with JT or somebody. As soon as they start talking shit on him, like, He's just got to embrace it, dude. Like he's, you know, I'm
3: trying to. He's always for myself. trying to
1: back himself up. Yeah, he's always trying to back himself up.
3: Jericho, you the know? wheels. Uh, first of all, I mean, this Steve, like Kate asked, why do you always got to hate, right? And I feel the same way sometimes. I try to embrace it also, but A Ray, you know, A Ray has been upset sometimes with the, everybody going to the cattywampus stuff. Oh, yeah. So what? What? Why does Steve have to hate all the time, Jericho? What's that about?
7: Uh, I mean, hate makes cash, dude. People, uh, people like shit talks. What the people want to hear. Yeah, I guess uh, What the people want to hear. So, yeah, no,
3: I I don't know if you remember, Steve, I told Steve Monday night when I called in that I knew you were going to react that way. And he's like, how how do you know that? Because I fucking know how you react to everything, Steve. (laughs) Jesus. It's, it's, it's kind of your thing all the time to shit on most people. Uh, yeah, uh, all yeah, anyway, right. You know all about Michelin Motorcycle Tires from the Pulp Mech Show, and now I'm excited to announce Michelin Bicycle Tires is a proud sponsor of the Pulp mix Wrap-Up Show. In 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire, and to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin Bicycle Tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zinc and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill, then visit bike.michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products and follow them at Michelin Bicycle on Instagram. All right, let's get, into, let's get into some hate. Darkside has hate. I get lots of hate. Uh, What's going to bring me to my own? We love own. to see it. Yeah, I don't know how, how fired up I'm going to get. You know, I know how I feel, but uh, I'm going to have my own <laughs> Racetech rant probably after we listen to this
4: side was at Salt Lake too. How was it? Pony Pod was there.
5: All right, he was hanging out. Um, hard hitting news on Twitter. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, he was, was pretty. Yeah, he was. Uh, pretty, he was tweeting a lot on Friday. Yeah, Roxon was taking a leak, and someone looked at Roxon, and yeah,
4: it was. Oh, hard. Well, when he calls in, maybe we can. Yeah. Get to the bottom of that. Yeah, he was tweeting hard on Friday. He, he, I saw it today. He had a big scoop. Uh, someone asked him about Blake Baggett. He said uh, uh, Baggett would ride if he can get a a, a, a race bike. <laughs> oh, that's uh yeah. Whatever happened to scoops? I don't know. Well, like, was a breaking chick, right? news, Justin <laughs> Starling, if offered a factory deal, will ride for that factory. So I hit up uh, A-Ray on his Instagram and said, at least you don't have apricot-colored wheels. You know? <laughs> yes. Dark Side chimes in, I told Cade Clayson this was coming. <laughs> like, hey, Cade, it's Pony. They're gonna make fun of your wheels. Like Darkseid, why are you doing that? Why would you like? Why do you want to be like a hero and and be like? Oh, they're talking he wants about to be your the wheels.
0: First one to know it.
4: Yeah, Darkseid, why do you gotta do like that? Be like that.
0: This is Justin of Starling, by the way. In case you didn't know, it's it Bargood.
4: What was that who, all about?
0: Just Justin Who? Like, you forget my name and he was like, Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> swear to God.
4: Was a, I literally just called him by his name and when I hit record, swear I to God.
0: and I sat there and I didn't really know Dark Side too well yet. I'm sitting there and my first thought is wow, I probably oh, should have been buddy. racing more because <laughs> I got forgotten about
3: <laughs> real quick. It's getting me heated just listening back to that Jericho. <laughs>
1: Dude, Steve, Sorry, first, TMZ of, dark side, dude. Yeah,
3: first of all, Steve acts like he doesn't ever make mistakes or he doesn't do any of this shit or whatever. But all right. So listen, I'm going to break this down real quick The couple things I, I put in there. The Ken, the, the tweet about Kenny Friday during press day before the four fifties go out, I'm just sitting there in the stands and I see Kenny over there in the back, taking a leak, you know, right behind the, the gate and Cooper Webb is walking up behind him and I'm like, oh, this should be good. Just kind of watching from a distance. Ken turns around, and they, they have words. It looked, it looked cordial. And then Cooper takes a piss. I just thought it was funny. Like, no big deal. I just made a funny tweet. Hey, you know, like, not serious that there's going to issue. I thought it was humorous. But no, Steve's got to give me shit about it, because Steve gives me shit about fucking everything. Uh, the Blake Baggett thing. All right, I'm going to ask you, Jericho. Over the last few months, since Blake has been MIA, Seen Uh tweets. We've seen we've had callers call in and ask Steve what's up with Blake Baggett. What has Steve's response been? Uh, I don't know. I think I think he's just been like, I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty much what I've heard. A Ray, same thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, I found out that he what might people have asked is he coming back racing? Is he going to retire? Steve, I don't know. Everybody, I don't know. Well, I fucking found out that he wants to race if he get paid. That's fucking news, <laughs> in my opinion. Nobody else has said, yes, he wants to still fucking race. So, <laughs> no, uh-uh, yeah, kidding, yeah, fucking that, is that is not the same fucking news as Justin Starling would take a factory ride. That's not the fucking same thing. So,
1: yeah. I, I love this shit, dude. Uh, Darkside is triggered right now. I got him on FaceTime. You can see yeah, his face. It's dude, uh, it, it's so funny it
3: like... Shit. It does get under my skin sometimes that, like, Steve, I feel like Steve and I are friends. I mean, he would not invite me to his house if he didn't at least trust me to some de- degree or whatever. But it's relentless, man, from him. And fucking A, sometimes it gets under my skin. Like, give me the, <laughs> Holy I, shit. I just want a little bit of respect. I work hard at this shit, man. All right. Now, the Justin Starling thing. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny enough that I'm going to play everybody some audio in just a moment. I found the audio. But, yeah, I was doing interviews at WW Ranch. I had three writers lined up, which you'll hear. And when I got to Justin's name, I just fucking brain farted. Just did it. I couldn't fucking pull his name out. I had literally just said his name beforehand. Not that big of a fucking deal. I don't know. Before I play, well, let me play the Justin Starling audio from WW Ranch 2019 real quick. All right, WW Ranch, about to start press fresh day. Jeff Walker, Lorenzo Lacrucio. I just blank. Dude, I fucking dick. So there you go. I'm not afraid to fucking take it. I'll put myself out there. But goddamn, A Ray, what is the deal, man? Can I not get just a little bit of respect? I mean, I don't know. I feel
1: like, dude, honestly, it's fucking great radio, to be honest. Do you think that's (laughs) all it it is? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just like whenever people hit on me, tell me I'm sketchy and cattywampus, that's what they want to fucking hear. People want to hear Steve fucking shitting all over Dark Side. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And then then they listen to the wrap-up show, and then they fucking hear you just get absolutely triggered, like I just did. did, I don't know, it's fucking great.
3: (laughs) Man. All right. I'm glad I could be the butt of Steve's jokes all the time. Jericho, thoughts? Well,
7: you said that was WW 2019? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, that is the single hottest race I've ever been to in my oh life. Oh my God. So, you are not so lying. Dude. I, I understand why you couldn't think straight that day.
3: I describe <laughs> that fucking race as when you open the oven to check it and that wave of heat hits you, but it never stops. Yes. No. I was gonna quit yeah,
7: in between motos that day and just <laughs> You're just quit. Walk to the beach and just walk out into the ocean. Yeah. Just just be gone. Yeah. So <laughs> I,
1: had my be- I had my best finish in 19 that day. Yeah. Or no. 19. 19- what was it? No. 2019. Yeah. No, two years it ago. Yeah. It was, it was last year. Yeah. Oh, it was not. Yeah. Mine was. Last year, was my off best. WW, bro. Right. Yeah, and I kept her going. I kept her going, baby.
3: So <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll throw myself under the bus more, dude. I mean, I make mistakes, right? I'm not – look, I admit I'm not as good at this as Steve. I don't have the knowledge he does, the history that he does. I get it. I work hard at it. Uh, it, it matters to me. I have a good work ethic, and I think Steve knows that. Hell, I do shows on off weeks. I'll do a, a classic wrap-up. I don't need to get into all that, but, hell, at San Diego in 19, same fucking year, I guess. Uh, Yeah. No, last year, 20 in San Diego, press day. I'm sitting there and I'm inter- talking to Justin Cooper, who was second in points at the time. But I started the th- interview with like, hey, man, you're third in points right now. And he looked at me like I was an idiot. I said, said, uh, nope, I'm second. So I stopped the recording and Ricky Carmichael was standing there. And he said, no, nope." Or as soon as I started the next recording to try over, Ricky's like, no, dude, why'd you have to restart? What happened, Dark Side? Called me out. Oh, fuck. So I then... Hey, I- how,
1: do you, how do you feel about... How do you feel about them replaying uh, the sound bite from you just eating shit on on uh,
3: Bradshaw's bite? Dude, I sent them that. I think they, they did. Well, okay. All right. Yeah, I sent I it mean, to you. Just... Le- we were just talking about this last night because I, I pulled that audio. The The crash was on a Sunday. Sunday night, I was cutting that audio and emailing it to Marks because I knew it was fucking worth it was too funny to not use. So. Yeah, I, I I didn't
1: think it would. They be... played it. On, they played it on the show on Monday. Yeah, well, they hey, played check... it on the show. I think on Monday. Yeah, hang on, hang bit. on.
3: Let me. Here we go. Uh... Oh shit! That's Damon Bradshaw's bike. I just fucked up. <laughs> Can't fucking believe I did that. So there. Yeah, it's it is what it is, dude. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's my best drop. That's that's the best drop. That's the best one that they have. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> Listen, all right. So also, they've been giving me shit for releasing pictures of the twenty one Fly Kinetic Mesh. Just a few hours too early. I was a little excited. Maybe oh, I that great. maybe I didn't no, read the email great. quite so well. Uh, let me. Thanks to one of our listeners, to a pulp listener, uh, I got this little piece of audio. Uh, so thanks to flyracing.com.
4: Please check those guys out. Uh, big news, so Brayden wearing the helmet and goggles. That's a big deal. Brayden was showy for a long time.
5: And I posted some. I might have prematured another thing. You did. yeah. And, you uh, prematurely
4: uh, instagram yeah,
5: yeah, so I put something up, and uh, he actually texted me. and said, hey, man. I really appreciate the guys from Shoei. I can you take that down until we and, announce it. And what the deal? did
4: Steve say when you sent me that photo?
5: Yeah, it was the first thing you said. Are I you said sure you, that's okay? Are you sure
4: that's okay? Because I knew it wasn't.
5: And I said, All was well. They said it was fine. <laughs> and
4: it wasn't. And it wasn't. So
3: Yeah, I'm not the only one, fuckers. It happens. <laughs> there you go. It there happens, go. Jericho. It happens. Yeah, no it does. Happen. But... Yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on. Let's get back to Pulpamex marvin muskin uh, he's he 's finished pretty strong he finished really strong, had a rough couple weeks in the beginning or throughout the middle of the season, not the best year, but we heard from him Monday he was willing to come on. Steve talked about the season starting well, falling apart, and turning around. You
4: got on the podium at the first round um and then it didn 't go probably the way you thought <clears throat> you've you have been such a consistent race winner and top five guy for so many years. It was odd to see you crash and, and and not finish up there as much as you can so my question is what kind of turned it around for you here near the end i was actually
2: pretty fast I, a couple of uh, the indianapolis races mm-hmm. i was i was i felt like i was really really quick and you can see the lap times during the main events but um my starts were not that good and then i had a, a couple of issues like in the first lap and going down and coming from dead last right and, Trying to you know salvage some good points, but the issue, the competition's been so so, you know, high, so tough. So the start is super. And it definitely proved it, you know, again on Salt Lake City one and Salt Lake City two, where if you put yourself in a good position in the first few laps, you know, it helps a lot.
4: Were you getting kind of frustrated? <laughs> were you wondering what was going on, or what, or were you kind of like, "Hey, I got the speed. I just need a start."
2: Yes, it was. It was definitely frustrating. Right. I, I knew I knew I was I was better than, you know, most of those guys and mm-hmm. you know and also at I I practice down in Florida, you know, against Cooper and, and Zach. My speed was good and then when you get to the races you gotta put everything together and don't get the start and then you I wanted to do too good maybe and uh, I was not being patient. Um I did miss a whole season of Supercross in, in twenty twenty so Yep. i was I was happy to come back, but yeah, I just wanted to to do maybe too good and um and it didn't work out
3: Jericho Marvin's not always especially on the podium the best interview gives way too much information uh I thought this was good, man I liked what he had to say uh you know kind of getting his insight on it that he felt like he was actually better than maybe we thought he was even with his results. Uh, you know, he just made, he again, he brought up how stacked the field is, that you can't get a bad start or it's, you're just not going to do well.
7: Yeah, no, I think it's it's pretty much the same scenario with, you know, every guy from the 450 class right now. As far as interviews go, talking about how stacked it is, but, dude, I'm, I'm pretty pumped for Mars, man. He's had, he had a rough get-go at the beginning, and last year he missed all Supercross. You know, everybody's kind of doubting him a bit and kind of, not really talking shit on him, but you know, saying oh, he's he doesn't have much more in him. He's gonna have to hang it up. He's gonna retire. He's not gonna keep a spot at KPN. Yeah. These uh, these last few races, man, he's turned around. And he's he's shown like, hey, man, I'm I'm still a guy that can do this, and you know, I I I I think he still has. I would say he has at least another four years in him. Okay. But uh, I do know he's he's over thirty now but he's uh dude like seeing him close up man dude's so fit and he doesn't look like he's you know 31 years old he looks like he's 25 so. exactly
3: yeah 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 um, a yeah. right, what are your thoughts on marvin man um talked about extending uh trying to extend his contract i don't think he didn't say it's done but it sounds like it's at least in the works but uh good interview man i think they did I I I'd always wonder about Marvin when he comes on, if he's going to be good or not, just because of the way he kind of goes off on long tangents almost, but uh, it was good.
1: Yeah. I mean, it seemed like he relayed the message pretty well. Um, yep. You know, how he was, how he was talking about his season and, and the struggles he's been going through. Um, you know, a lot of people, they don't really know what it takes to, or what it goes into this. Um, you can set the world on fire on practice but show up to the race and have two little mistakes that ruin your whole night and you know and it's and to be honest you're judged on you know on saturday night pretty much like on if you know if you perform like shit everyone sort of writes you off it's crazy yep, yep um so for him to you know like like he said in his interview for him to get those last two two uh good races that really set the tone i think for this summer
3: absolutely man all right, we got a few more things to talk about before we move on. I want to congratulate Logan Short, the L Show, for winning the Yamaha 450. Uh, I kind of want to say "F you," but no, I'll give you a congratulations. I would love to win one of these things, but I have I pick guys like A Ray and John Short who fuck me over sometimes. And it, hey, hey. <laughs> A Ray, you're my bro. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> did i
1: did, did I score? Did I score decent the last race or no? Yeah, you
3: did. You ended up scoring pretty good, actually. Yeah, everybody did well for me that I had that night, other than John Short, who didn't make it, obviously. And uh, I was really only concerned with winning one of my leagues that are my tight friends, and I ended up losing my that league by twelve points. If John had made the main, I think I get at least twenty. Yeah, so fantasy oh my- is uh fantasy is evil. All right, since 1999, Seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection to the off-road industry. Seal Savers is the original fork seal protection, starting with the original Seal Savers to prevent dirt, dust, and mud from getting into your fork seals. Seal Savers has since revolutionized fork seal protection with their zip-on Seal Savers, making installation a breeze. Check out their full line of moto products, as well as intuitive products for your side-by-side. Seal Savers is the original and the ultimate when it comes to protection. Enter the code PULP25 to save 25% at sealsavers.com. All right. So race tech rant, guys. That's usually my favorite segment. Uh, you save use pulp code 21, pulp 21 to save at race tech. Steve's is Steve's is pretty much, Jericho, a recurring rant this week. It's the 250 class is broken. Make it wide open or two years is and out is his couple of his options to make it better. But he says it's broken. Uh Chris Kiefer says a casual fan doesn't really care about the two fifties, which I, I I wonder about that, Jericho. What do you think about that, that statement?
7: Uh I don't think he's wrong. You okay. know, I mean they don't sell any two fifty guys' merch at the merch stand, so ah, I mean true. that's pretty
3: much that's everything you need to know right there. Yeah, no opening ceremonies for any of those guys, so Okay. I
1: think the three biggest races were the Atlanta ones whenever McAdoo just fucking killed himself every race. Yeah. (laughs) Dude,
3: I, the mechanic where I work at the city doesn't know anything about the sport. He's like, hey, my son showed me this video of some guy crashing like over and over and over. I was like, oh, that was McAdoo. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you're right. Well, anyway, during Steve's rant, he said something. Um, That he said before, but I kind of felt like he somewhat contradicted himself with the Nick Schmidt audio that he talked about earlier. So I'm going to play this. You guys tell me what you think here. It's fucked. It's broken.
4: It's not right. And it should be changed. And to take a dive in year one, I mean, taking a dive in the first place is bad. We got dudes taking dives in Loretta Lynn's to stay in the B class. Look, we know you took a couple of dives, Schmidt. There was no doubt about that. There was no doubt about that. But that's all right. That's
3: fine. But... Okay, I'm confused, A Ray.
1: Yeah, I it's, don't know. Like he says, he wants chaos in the LCQ and people. He wants people to just take dives and shit, but at the same time, he, he doesn't want it in the lights class. I don't. I don't understand that.
3: I don't I mean, either. Just, they, taking dives is fucked, but that's all right. That's, not,
1: that's like chaos in the lights class. Well, does he want them to just go out on the? I, well, I think whenever he talks about that, he wants these lights guys to just go out on the track and then just stop right in the middle of the track yeah, so yeah. that's what he wants to see he doesn't want to see him just not show up he just wants to see them stop in the middle of the track and do nothing
3: okay yeah, that's probably true and again i i understand that i'm tr- making something out of nothing with these statements but uh it's fun at least jericho it just sounds like he's he's talking out of both sides it's, of his mouth
7: yeah no he he contradicts himself on it, a few topics so. yes he does
1: yeah. yeah, it's dark. Try it's dark. dark side trying to shit back all over
7: Steve. Trying, man. <laughs> trying to have a little fun.
3: <laughs> trying to give it back a little bit. Um,
7: uh, tell us how you feel, dark side. Let's let's just fucking put it out there in the air, man. Well, we'll the reality we'll,
3: is, if I really You yeah, get fired, we'll fire or get, get ready uh, man. Uh, I kind of I told you how I felt earlier. I mean, I it does suck getting shit on all the time. There's some there's some audio for you, marks. It sucks getting shit on all the time. <laughs> let's move on man we're uh we're getting on i know you guys got other things to do uh chris's rant yeah i like chris's rant right he's he he this is fun because this is more shitting on steve chris says hey man he goes he goes overseas house sees the bike still sitting there it's been sitting there now for weeks i think uh probably over a month now since it's been washed it's muddy as shit we get a picture of it popped up on youtube steve is trying to defend himself let's listen to the audio first and we're going to go through this
5: Wash your fucking bike, Steve. <laughs> Listen. Thank you to Justin for bringing this up while before the show. It's been two we- three, three weeks since you and JT rode a dirt bike. Take the time to take care of the thing that Yamaha gave to you. You're disrespecting your motorcycle sitting out there.
4: Okay. Are you ready? Are you done? I'm ready. going to call a little gentleman here. <laughs> Just uh, oh, this,
5: is, this is, I I love to I love to see it, love to hear it. This is gonna be juicy. Yeah, <laughs> suck it, busy. You can't even call someone has call waiting.
4: What the shit? Uh, yes, it's
5: Jagger home, please. Hold right, on, hold on. Hold Jagger's on. busy on the phone.
4: So, Alex, uh, my friend you, Chris Kiefer it. was right here, and uh, his race tech ran of the night was that uh, I don't wash my dirt bike, my Yamaha YZ450 enough. I don't wash it, you know. So, okay. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, you work on factory Yamahas. You're a mechanic all the time. (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, but you guys are not.
5: Uh, It is is frowned
4: on at at the factory level to always wash the motorcycle. Am I correct on that? I would say you are. Thank you. (sighs) Oh, thank you. At my level,
7: if my bike isn't dirty and I'm riding it the next day, or Dylan's riding it the next day.
1: I don't haven't rode a dirt bike in years. Yeah, I'm not washing it. I'm wiping it down. The yep. controls are clean. Like, gonna change the air filter, okay. the oil the clutch. Like, yep. I'm not gonna wash it if it's not dirty.
7: If it's not dirty. <laughs> Four days total.
4: Didn't wash this bike. If it's muddy, you should have washed it. It's but if not it's just dusty. It's not it. muddy. Where are you going? All
3: right, Jericho. Let me ask both of you first. Jericho, have you seen the pictures of the bike? Uh
4: yeah, I saw him.
3: Okay, did you hear this this segment before you saw the pictures or after? Uh before. Okay. Before, yeah. Hey Ray, same question.
1: Uh, I saw the picture after. Okay, so you both. Um, I I heard it. Yeah.
3: So you both heard it first. So Jericho, as a Star Racing factory Yamaha mechanic, when you heard this audio without seeing the pictures, what was your thought?
7: Um. I don't wash a bike every day. So, I mean, I'm right there. You know, if it's if it's dusty, if it's not super muddy, don't wash it. If you're going to ride the next day or two days after, just leave it. Okay. You know, throw some chain lube on it, change the oil, go about your day. You know, all the electrical was good when you parked it. So, electrical should be good whenever you try to take back off again. All
3: right. After seeing the picture, did you change your opinion or stick with it?
7: Uh, yeah, no, he should. <laughs> if it's sitting there for three weeks, he needs to just wash it. If he's, uh, you know, the great factory Yamaha Tim Ferry mechanic that he speaks of, I'm sure he's capable of, uh, you know, turning the air compressor on, blowing out the electrical
3: afterward, you know, so okay. Hey, Ray, same, same questions.
1: Uh, I have a little bit of a different opinion on it because. Obviously, I'm a privateer who does not have a practice mechanic. Leave the thing dirty. It's called a fucking dirt bike for a reason. <laughs> okay. okay.
7: Well, right. well, hold on a second. You're right. the, when Derek was my mechanic. Person, the worst person ever to ask this question to. <laughs> but, bro, if Derek was when Derek was my
1: mechanic, we would just drive to the next race, and he wouldn't even wash my bike. His thing would still be dirty.
7: <laughs> oh, bulls. Shit. Mother? (laughs) No. I would treat that thing like a damn factory bike every Sunday.
1: Well, we had to frame it because the fucking thing blew up every race.
7: (laughs) Uh. Yeah, I did. The the piston valve measurement may have been a
3: bit off. All right. Okay. Let's get back to this, though. So you say it should not have sat there that long, muddy. Without being washed, Alex changed his tune, when, or he said, "If it's muddy, wash it." Steve just ignored that. That's, he tried calling. That, it wasn't even muddy. It wasn't even muddy, though. I seen the picture. It was, bro. It wasn't even muddy. It was
1: dusty. You should see my bike. I left my bike in the back of my van for the past three weeks, and <laughs> I,
3: I hit a puddle. All right. It looked <laughs> muddy, to in my opinion, that was muddy. I wash it. I sent the. So he tried calling Jelly, which is Justin Cooper's guy. And, uh, Jelly J- Ellingson and he didn't answer the phone, but I texted him and he agreed, or he actually called me this morning. I think it was, and he agreed, don't wash it. And then I sent him the picture and he sent back, Oh hell, wash it. Matt yeah. Winters, which is Colts guy was texting me during the show. He was listening and he said, yeah, don't wash it. I then sent him the picture. He said, Oh, same thing. Oh hell, wash it. So I feel like four factory Yamaha mechanics have all said, if it looks like that and it's sitting that long, wash it. Steve is wrong.
1: Well, dude, it, yeah. no, it's just retarded. Because when you go to the track it, and you get there in the morning, which he does, yeah, every, everyone shows up with the clean bike. You got one dude shows up with the dirty bike. Everybody goes out there for the warm-up and they come back. Everybody's bikes look the same. They're all fucking dirty. So what the fuck does yeah. matter? I, I, I don't Ow. get it.
7: You you ride four days a week, okay? So you're putting your bike up for the night. His bike has been sitting there for three weeks, okay?
3: <laughs> like, I mean, if it's gonna
7: sit there for three weeks, wash it, bro.
3: I agree. I agree. I don't know why A Ray is not on board.
7: Well, because I know what A Ray's bikes are like, so it's, <laughs> uh, it's not surprising. It's
1: called a dirt bike for a reason. It ain't called. A, they don't call them clean bikes.
3: Uh, I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a valid argument, but we'll we'll roll with it, A Ray. We'll roll with it. Uh, motorsport. Those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street. Make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. Motorsport tweets uh, a lot of good stuff with this one. Blowing up bikes comes up. Uh, throughout a question, Steve says, ridiculous, stupid. And he also gets into the jet ghost riding his bike. Real quick, Jericho, you're part of the team that won two championships. You've been a part of this. Uh, thoughts on the damage done or whatever the to the bikes? Is it dumb? Is it ridiculous? Is it that big of a deal?
7: Uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal because, you know, most everything's going to get changed before outdoors anyway, so it's going to get gone through. We have, you know, we have the budget for it. It's, it's fine. It ain't a big deal. We have, you know, we got to keep the engine builder
3: busy. <laughs> okay. Okay.
7: Um,
1: and and obviously and obviously too, I'd like to add to that because yep. like if they're champions, they usually they usually take everything out of the engine and just leave it like blank and they usually give the bike to the rider like with nothing in the engine to put in their fucking living room anyways don't they yeah
3: yeah Yeah. matt said colt's getting that bike at the end of outdoors though so it's still got to get through outdoors
7: yeah that's basically chassis stuff though okay yeah
3: well steve did make a awesome comparison that uh some people told me i had to mention so here it is
4: the bike just treated you very well it worked great It, it won you a race it helped you win a race Helped you win a race, and then that's how you're gonna just send it and just throw it down like it's a piece of shit. Like I don't like that. It's like the whole thing with like a horse race, and I've gone through this before. A horse wins you a race. Do you shoot it right after? <laughs> hey, we just won the Kentucky Derby, <laughs> right? Like, you, like,
3: like you don't do that. Uh, I don't know. That that's pretty great, A eh, Ray. I, I can't. No, oh, I
1: can't. that shit's fucking funny. No, that, that, that's a pretty good analogy, to be honest. I mean, I, I personally haven't had the best luck with any of my bikes, but I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, you
7: know, I mean, <laughs> hey, yeah, we blowing them up, up like winner every or
3: race. Or <laughs> race. Hey,
7: yeah, winner winner loser, we're blowing them <laughs> up either
3: <laughs> way. Like, like, "What's the big deal? I do it every weekend." Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Like, all right, couple more things. Uh, some silly season stuff. Uh, here's here's what Steve threw out there as some things being talked about AP AP to KTM uh, JT had mentioned on the review show. I believe that that is actually probably done. Uh, he said, Jason Anderson to star Yamaha. I don't know if Jericho's going to give us any insider stuff, but we hear today that maybe Eli's going there. You want to say anything Jericho? Uh,
7: yeah, I don't know, dude. I just, uh, I just keep the ball tight.
3: <laughs> that was almost identical to uh maniac wrench. Matt Winters answer. Also, no, I just do my job. That's all we got. So uh, let's see. MCR maybe going to Arena Cross and the Alden Baker contract is up. That's kind of interesting, eh, right?
1: Yeah. I've, I've actually heard a lot of different things, um, you know, and, and they touched on it. I don't know what they're allowed to say or, I mean, they're in the media. They can just say whatever they want. Yeah. Uh,
3: well, yeah, I guess. Well, sometimes you say whatever you want and then people will shit on you.
1: Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, the whole Eli to star thing. I I feel like that'd be cool. Or, uh, I mean, do you think it's just like to drive the price up a bit? You think for Cowie?
3: Oh, that could be. I I thought, I thought even thought for a second today, this is how fucking inside my head. Steve is. I'm like Kenny rocks in and he's Cooper web. He put that up and I was like, do I retweet this? Or is he just fucking with me? (laughs)
1: <laughs> He's probably just fucking with you, bro. I wouldn't retweet it. I, I would just try to stay safe if I was you.
3: Yeah, I'm like, I didn't believe that shit for a second.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've heard a few things with the uh, the Anderson thing, though. I mean, I mean that's that's all on Derek, though. You know, I mean, hey, who knows?
3: Yeah, well, I, I guess we're not going to get an answer out of him. And then uh, Chris Kiefer even said there's something going to change at Honda, which I mean, I don't know, man. It sounds like it's going to be a fantastic silly season. Uh, I think once we get into outdoors a little bit. There's obviously going to be a lot for us to hear about on Pulp Max. Steve does a great job of getting all that inside stuff. And and I, I guess your guy does too. swap right at swap mode Live. I mean, those, the guys that are really inside can get that info. I generally don't get a lot yeah. of info. So I got us when I get something, I'm fucking saying it.
1: Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if swaps mainly in tuned with everything. I feel like he's mainly worried about riding a bicycle, you know, but, uh, but our other, uh, analyst, Anton, you know, he's, he knows the scoop on everything. So he's in there tight. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's I feel like there's going to be a lot of stuff that's just going to be switched around. It's it, it, every, not everyone's going to be staying at the same spot.
3: Right. It's going to give a lot of us a lot of content to listen to and decipher and keyboard warrior over in the coming months. Uh, if we listen to Pulp MX. I do want to give a quick shout out to the voice of the drunken people on Twitter Uh, He sent me a message that he wanted me to bring up talking about Jet ghost riding his bike in relation to Steve not washing his own bike. And he said, hey, Steve immediately went from criticizing Hunter for not being nice to his bike to justifying treating his bike like shit. Thank you. voice.
1: Yeah, that's another uh, contradiction right
3: there. (laughs) Exactly. Thanks to the voice of the drunken people. Uh, all right, last thing I want – well, I want to touch on Keith for After Dark real quick, but uh, there's a Twitter handle. You guys have heard it, I'm sure, many times. Uh, this time, Talon said it as LAX defense coach. You guys know what I'm talking about? You know, Do you guys follow him or see him on Twitter at all? Yeah. So, it's lacrosse defense coach. He's a defense coach for a lacrosse team, I believe. Just – don't that out there because the guy had said something about it. He's like, I can't believe nobody ever gets this right, can't figure out what it is. I didn't know what it was either until he actually pointed it out, but it's lacrosse defense coach, Talon, tits, if you guys listen to this, so you know next time. Kiefer after dark. grill your ass off. Kiefer after dark, A-Ray. I feel like this is right up your alley. Is this like one of your favorite segments?
1: Yes, 100%. I love this segment. Uh, I live for it, and I feel like if I was on the show, I could get some very good points.
3: I feel like you probably reach out to Chris on a weekly basis for your own after dark.
1: Oh yeah. 100%.
3: Okay. What happened to Brooke dude? Where'd Brooke go?
1: Uh, I don't know, man. She just got kind of uh, a little, I don't know. She's gone.
3: Okay. All right. Jericho, you got a chick and you, do you, do, you have any key for after dark uh, issues?
7: No, no, not at all, dude. I just got to keep
3: my bolts tight at this point. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that a yeah, Keeper I mean, After Dark reference, keeping your bolts tight? Uh, something like that, maybe. So I I, I love the segment. We're not going to necessarily get into the call, but uh, man, I think it, this is Chris's calling, A eh, Ray. Like, Chris could probably, I think he could put out some books, man, some self help books. You know, he might have to get a little bit deeper than just listen to her, but. The dude has a passion for it. Like, I could see him change in industries.
1: Yeah, I know. It's crazy because every time, like, I have a new chick that I bring around, he always has the first question. He's like, how's the box, dude? How's the box? And, and, yeah. he, and he, uh, he starts asking me all of these freaking questions, you know? Like, yep. you know, what's she like? What does she like to do? How is she? Like, you know, send me pictures. What does she look like? All this stuff, blah, 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 blah. He's just, he's so in tune with it. He just it's just something that he likes i mean hell he, he could be a fucking puss whisperer. i don't know what they call him but he could he could he can be something of that of that sort
3: yeah uh, i'm with you a whisper is that what you is that what you said a yeah. puss whisperer
1: yeah <laughs> yeah or a puss whistler or
3: something whistler? i think whisperer like you're talking about like a, like a horse whisperer right like you talk to you, yeah yeah so oh, a, yeah. A, a, yeah i'm with you Jericho, do you, um, do you care for this segment? Is it entertaining to you? Is there anything you know? Some people don't like it, man. No, I think it's fucking hilarious. Okay. I, yeah, no, I look forward to it every time he's on.
7: I've actually sent in an after dark question before, but I'm not gonna, you know, talk about uh, who it was about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's got
1: me. Really- uh, it was probably about me. It was probably about me and one of my fucking ex girlfriends.
7: <laughs> was it? Uh, was it? Yeah, bro. You can. It's easy no. to spot. I don't know how long ago it was, but there's a dog involved. There's a girl involved. There's, yeah.
3: Well, all <laughs> right. So now here's a challenge for our wrap up listeners. If you could go back and find this question, oh, send Jesus me a link. Sake. Um, I'll get you a prize. I'll get you a prize from one of our sponsors uh, for the wrap up show sponsors, or maybe I can get another A Ray jersey out of him. He just gave me one to give away on our show, but I, I will get you guys something. First person to find this audio will win some kind of prize. Maybe some art jerky. I'll send you some art jerky from the Wageman Brothers. We'll get something figured out. Other than that, guys, I want to thank again motorsport.com, Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, Seal Savers, plus all the other Pulpamec sponsors. You guys know where they're at. Go to com, sponsor deals tabs. There's a list. There's links. There's promo codes. If you don't see the sponsor on there that you're looking for, send an email contact at And Steve will usually work with you and try to get you hooked up, uh, support the guys that support the shows. I appreciate Steve, even though he busts my balls and sometimes he gets under my skin a little bit. Uh, I do appreciate being able to do the show. Hey Ray, I appreciate you and Jericho coming on. If you have any questions, comments, anything you want to add, anything you want to ask any content to go to the hello pookie segment, Darkside at com. Other than that, A-Ray, you got anything else?
1: Uh, I just want to see more, uh, you know, the the rant between you and Steve and you being triggered. Fantastic. Uh, like that. Fantastic.
3: Thanks, buddy. Jericho, <laughs> anything else? Uh, No, you should fly out to Paula and
7: just fight him. Just fight him.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. maybe uh, maybe we'll have it out next time I'm there. I mean, I did get the invite to come back. Uh, actually this weekend, Pookie said, I come anytime. She said, just show up. So I was like, just, like show up on a random, random Monday. And Steve's oh like, Oh yeah. my God. Could you imagine yeah, if you man. fucking
1: did that? You just fucking showed up yeah. for the Monday night show. I'm like, Hey guys, I'm here.
3: That's what I said. Like I was, I was walking out of the press box and Pookie sitting next to Steve and she's like, yeah, you know, come out anytime. And I, was, I said, well, I'm waiting on him to invite me back. And she said, no, it's my house too. You can come anytime. I said, so just show up on a Monday, and Steve's like, "Yeah, don't do that." <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, but I think I'm gonna go out.
3: I'm gonna come out to California in the next month or so and try to ride with Kiefer. And you guys heard him talk oh, about that. And then right. Maybe, maybe yeah, come up. Oh yeah. So if mm-hmm. I do, dude, maybe A Ray, you need to come up too, and we'll do the show together. If obviously I can't yeah, make that no. decision for Steve, but that'd be badass.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. I like that.
3: All right, guys. Thanks again. We're calling it a wrap. That's it. We're out.
4: Why would you want to talk, re-talk about The Pulse Show?
7: See yeah. you. Yeah.